Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Iron Brew Podcast is sponsored by Henley Granite and Marble. Henley Granite and Marble offer very competitive pricing on a huge range of worktops. We pride ourselves on our fantastic customer service and three working day lead time from template to installation on standard kitchen worktops. For more information, visit henleygraniteandmarble.co.uk. Quote Iron Brew for 10% off your quotation. Small enough to care, big enough to cope. Welcome to the Iron Brew podcast, Brad Marl, Matt Blanchard and Neil Wright. And it's, it's all a bit concerning at the minute, isn't it? And I'm sure we'll, we'll get into it. Let's start with one or two bits of uh, transfer news, as we said we were going to last time. So three players have left, uh, Frank Vincent, Jake Taylor, and of course Cordner as well, returned to Forest and the other two to Bournemouth. Um, now, obviously, that's freed up a bit of space to bring in the other two, which we'll come on to. But those three players, um, I don't know, a little bit, I'd like to maybe see a bit more of Taylor, but apart from that, it, I don't think it's any real loss. I think uh, I think you're right with Taylor. I think he'll probably go to Port Vale and, and turn out to be a good signing for them in the long term. Um, he obviously had a, a good spell there, didn't he, last season, scored a few goals. And as we said, when he signed, I think we did speculate that we may kind of knock the goals out of him and then... Um, <laughs> We did that, didn't we? And um, no great surprise to see him leave. I think um, although he had a couple of good games, we've probably not seen him enough. Whether he fit into the system, we, we were trying to play or Cox is trying to play, I'm not, not too sure. Uh, so I think it was inevitable, really. I think obviously Forrest either wanted him playing games out on loan or they wanted to cash in on him. And I don't think we're in a position to do that. We're not in a position to offer him anything. I think because he's had a decent spell at Port Bailey, obviously knows the club and, and likes the club. I think um, they were always probably favourites to sign him. So, um, yeah, that, that's I'd like to have seen more of him. I think you're right, Brad. I think he, he, he did have something to offer. Um, but of the other two, obviously Vincent had a few decent games at the start of the season, but um, you know the, the injury, I'm surprised he didn't go back sooner, actually. Whether we couldn't send him back sooner, I don't know. But, um, yeah, he was, he was just not going to play, was he? And then, obviously... Uh, Cordner just made too many mistakes. I think uh, the the game in midweek, Salford game, I thought he did okay until he made a mistake, and then he just seems to go to pieces, doesn't he? As soon as he makes a mistake, and I think all those kind of um, little slip ups in previous games probably kind of playing on his mind a little bit. And unfortunately, I just don't think he's ready at the moment for um, for football league. He's a confidence player, isn't he, Cordner? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, and the thing is, I think he has got some ability. I think with the ball at his feet, he looked okay. I think earlier in the season, we said, yeah, you know, he, he could be okay. Uh, but I think, yeah, you're right. His confidence has just completely gone. You know? yeah. yeah. And I think that, that shows. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of his next move is. Because I know, obviously, last season, he, he spent some time, was it Ebbsfleet, I think? Yeah. In, yeah, I think he's a conference player, isn't he? Yeah, and, and even then, you know, he, he wasn't playing a great deal for Ebbsfleet. So I think we were maybe expecting a little bit too much from him. I think, obviously, because of the kind of injuries to the experienced players as well, he's not had that kind of consistent partner. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, I think I think it was right to move him on. I just don't think he was, he was good enough already at this moment in time. As I say, it's allowed us to bring in a couple of players. Um, do you think that's the intention? Obviously, you've just said there that like Jake Taylor's going probably is a recall as much as anything else. The injuries to the others, it makes sense. Before we go on to the players that we have already brought in, do you think this is the start of more going out? Or do you think it was just a case of, you know, it just makes sense for those ones to go back at the minute? I think with a squad as big as we've got, you'd hope that it's the start of players going out. But... I suspect it's more recalls than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my worry, because I don't think anybody will fancy anybody that we've got, to be honest. Well, the thing is, it's not even just that. I mean, I'm sure there'd be some maybe non-league clubs that are interested in a couple of them, but we don't really know what's going on with non-league. You know, Is it, is it going to be stopped? Is it going to carry on? Uh, obviously, below the conference, that's, that's completely um, stopped for now. I don't know if they've voided the season. I'm, I'm not... 100% what's happened but I know that that's obviously 
uh, been paused, at least for the short term. Uh, so we're not actually going to get these players out. So some of the young lads, we're not going to get them out to the, like the National League North um, no. because you know there's no football being played. So that makes it very difficult to move those players on. And then you're looking at teams in the conference. Again, we don't really know what's happening there. They're still having the same issues, although um, you know they may have. Will they have money to spend? Because we need to actually get a contribution towards some wages, otherwise mm. it's pointless. And I just don't think that, that clubs below us um, have got that money at the moment. I mean, we re- we haven't, have we? We've had to move players out and kind of the only options we had was we maybe to send the loan players back so we could do a bit of business at the moment. Um, but it's worrying. I think, obviously, Cox said he had, I think it was 36 or something crazy like that. On the something like that, mm. yeah. And I think it obviously comes back to the recruitment in the summer. I think, obviously, we, we've said... Many times it was kind of quantity over over quality. And unfortunately, I mean, we've, we've still got some players out missing. You think of Jarvis and a couple of others injured, kind of long-term injuries, and obviously Kev coming back in now. Um, but, you know, when everyone's fit, we've got a massive squad. And I think that that's, it's worrying because, you know, there's very little room to manoeuvre. I think um, we obviously desperately need a striker in. I think that that's a must before the end of January, but it's whether we'll be able to do it because you know I, I just can't see anyone in the football league interested in any of ours, and obviously national league and below doesn't look like it's going to be likely. So um, yeah, it's worrying. <laughs> well, let's go on to the two players that we have brought in. So the first one, Jem Carrigan. So he's he's been on trial with us for quite a while now, hasn't he? So I think a deal was possibly likely. I'm surprised maybe it wasn't done a little bit sooner or maybe we weren't allowed to do it sooner. He's centre midfielder, obviously. Uh, played at other clubs like Galatasaray, Bolton, uh, Millwall as well. You know, he's 31, so a little bit older. Um, we've seen him, obviously, now, haven't we, in a couple of games. I think I think he looks all right. You know, I think he's, he's not going to, like, turn the season around, but I think, I think he, you know, he could be quite useful for us. Well, Adkins spoke earlier of him from his time at Reading. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, and certainly, I mean, yesterday was the first time that I'd seen him. He looks like he's got a shot on him. Um, showed a little bit of quality in midfield. I think just given time, I think he could be a good asset to the squad. The concern, I think, and I'm sure we'll go on to it when we look at the Barrow game in particular, is that because we've got Spence and Beast in, I think as as we've been playing the three of them, they seem to be quite defensively minded. And it's I don't think the three of them together work no, I mean that that is the concern. I think you're right. I think they're just they're all very similar players. Obviously, Karajan's done it at a higher level. Um, I think he looks good. I think he looks composed. He, he kind of slows the game down when we need to, and, and he's got a good range of passing. But again, yeah, I think he doesn't look as though or we may be not going to use him in a in a attacking kind of sense. You know, whether he has got the ability to to get some assists and, and to create, we don't know because, you know, he, he seems to be just patrolling that area in front of the back four. Um, but the problem is, if he's doing that, one of the other two or, or, you know, both of the other two have got to get forward and got to create. And yeah. you look at both of them, I know Beeston, I think Beeston scored uh, one. Um, Spence doesn't look like he's going to ever, ever score. Uh, you know, he, he's not really that kind of player. And from an assist point of view, again, you know, they're, they're both neat and tidy players, uh, but are they actually going to make anything happen? I, I just don't see it, to be honest. And I think having played, obviously, we're looking to keep things tight at the back. I think that's been a big focus. But the amount of games we've sort of lost 1 0, um, you know, I think we've sorted the defensive problems to an extent. I know we're still seeing little mistakes here and there. And obviously, the, the Salford game was a big one, and, and we've seen a couple at Stevenage. But you know, we're not conceding four or five like we were earlier in the season. I think there's been that much focus on keeping it tight and making sure we don't lose that we're we're kind of neglecting going forward and, and we're just we're just not a threat, are we? And I think playing three central midfielders um that are all defensive minded is just not helping at all. Um so yeah, it's it looks a decent decent acquisition I think it's um, it's one we probably needed for a bit of experience in there but we've got to mix it up alongside him because otherwise it's just not going to work Do we not agree though I think Karajan fits that midfield general role that we've been talking about that we've been lacking Well I hope so I mean I, I think he was one of if not probably the best player at Barrow and it's not necessarily saying a lot but I think he had a good game Yeah Yeah I think he did um, I've seen, obviously, the the game against Salford. I think he tired, obviously, his first game for a long time. 
Um, I don't think it's going to be the player we saw at Reading, you know, box to box as as much these days, obviously getting on a little bit, but I think he's still got a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've seen that in, in the games, but yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just not going to work the way we're playing at the moment. And I think Cox, you know, if, if he's still in the job by next Saturday, I think he's got to come up with a solution because, you know, we can't go through games not creating chances because unfortunately, although we're not leaking too many goals, um, there's always the chance that we're going to let one in and you just can't see us scoring two at the minute. He's got looks like he's got a decent touch on him and he's not afraid to shoot either. It was nice to see an effort from outside the six-yard box. And it was nice to see an effort full stop. Yeah, it was, absolutely. Yeah, yeah but he did and, control that shot well. He kept it down nicely. Yeah. So I think given time, once he gets a bit fitter, I think he's going to be a good acquisition to the squad. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned there, Matt, about the defence more or less being sorted out. Uh, and I think this next signing is is partly a testament to that. I mean, George Taft, centre-back, he's on loan from Bolton until the end of the season. He's 27. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously with Cordner going back, uh, Maguire and Honorise, obviously, just coming back from injuries. I'm sure we'll talk about them. You know, we did need another centre-back and obviously he's another one that's played a couple of games now and I think he's just slotted in quite nicely. I think he's another one that looks quite good. Yeah, I think another one with him. It's game time now, getting used to playing with the other centre-back, building a partnership and just giving us, yeah, a bit of stability in that area of the pitch. Yeah, again, yeah, I agree. I think he looks good. Um, He's not done anything wrong, really. Uh, I think, Yesterday, maybe could have done a little bit better uh, in the build-up to their goal. But on that whole, he looks fairly solid. Looks like he can play a little bit as well. Um, so, yeah, I think another decent acquisition. I think he's he's obviously better than Cordner. So, if you look at it like that, we've got one in, one out. And, and I think we've improved the squad there. And I think alongside either, either Maguire, um, if he comes through fit uh, from yesterday, or, or Manny, I think you know we've got a decent base to build from there. Um, so, yeah, decent acquisition, I think. Right, should we go into some of the games then? So obviously, Bradford got postponed last weekend. They're a team obviously in and around with us, and you know I'm sure we're going to come onto the league later on. And because there's you know there's teams with game in hands and things like that, so we'll we'll probably talk about Bradford a little bit later. But let's go on to the Salford game then, the midweek one on Tuesday. Um, I don't know really. I mean, I, the first half we, we were sort of all right. I think it was a bit hard. You know, there were neither team were really getting a a foothold on the game. It was a little bit end-to-end without really having loads of chances for either team but yeah I thought first half we were all right yeah I think looking at the team first of all it it did look quite defensive didn't it I know um, probably Cox will argue that he was trying to get people forward to support um, Loft but I I think yeah it was it was more of let's stop them playing because they've obviously got some decent players and kind of put them under pressure play you know I think I think a high press actually at times I think it worked to an extent um, obviously, we limited them to very few chances, I would say. Um, so in that sense, it was a decent performance. But again, um, we didn't really look like scoring. I think that second half was, was well, the, the first half was better than the second, I would say. And unfortunately, obviously, the error at the end costs us a point. I think a point would have probably been deserved and, and fair. Um, but again, we kind of set up defensively. We don't really create. We don't really kind of take the game to Salford. I think it's more about containing them and, and dealing with their threats rather than actually trying to create and, and trying to put them under pressure. Uh, and ultimately, we come away again with, with a defeat. And I think it was similar to the Bolton game in that respect. I think that was, yeah, very similar. We obviously play in a team who've got some good quality, maybe their league position at the time, and even now doesn't reflect the quality they've got in the squad. And I think, you know, we're looking at it, how we can deal with them rather than how we can create and how we can kind of put teams under pressure and I think that's the most disappointing thing for me and I just think you know Cox maybe his hands are tied a little bit maybe some of the signings that were brought into the club before his arrival haven't helped I think you know there's there's other people to blame for that but I think unfortunately some of the tactics that we've seen in in recent games and games against teams around us just haven't been good enough and I think maybe Salford was seen as a bit of a free hit but unfortunately you know I think we're not running out of games there's plenty of games left but we can't keep saying we've got 20 games left you know it wasn't long ago we were saying we've got 30 games left we'll be all right and we've just got to start Mm. putting some points on the board and I think sooner rather than later and I think against Salford although you know they're a decent team they'll probably be up there in 
pushing kind of automatic promotion at the end of the season. For me, that was a game we could have won if we'd have shown a little bit of willing and a little bit of kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, just just a little bit more adventurous, I think, at times, because it was all very flat and we just didn't really look like doing anything, really. It was more, as I say, contain Salford and, and hope for the draw. But for me, how many times do we have a decent first half and then we come out and we're absolutely shit second half? Yeah, the second half was much more in line with what I think what we saw first half of Barrow, really. You know, yeah. it, as, as you're saying, Matt, I think it got worse in the second half. We went much more defensively. Maybe as the game was getting along, we thought, actually, yeah, you know, Salford are higher up in the league. We might be able to get a point off of this one. You know, we're doing all right. But yeah, I mean, should we, I mean, should we, should we just look at the goal then? I, oh, I reckon we might as well because sure. you know, it's worth, it is worth a mention. Obviously, it's frustrating in the manner that we concede, as we'll go into. It's frustrating because it's that late on in the game. Um, but it, you know, again, it's individual mistakes. But I think there's a couple of moments where this can be cut out. I think it's beastings, isn't it? He sort of he was on the ground from a tackle. He sort of just sort of stands up. He doesn't really mm. go in for it. It goes over the top. Howard, for once, comes off his line. You know, <laughs> and is sort of right up at the edge of his box. Clark, I don't. Th- is it Henderson that scores? Isn't it? I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Clark's seen him until he's basically rounded both of them and puts it in. It doesn't. When you watch it back, he doesn't seem to have clocked the player. So, there's yes, I think the biggest issue of this is the the Clark Howard situation, but it's. It, I don't know. There's so there was moments where it could have been stopped throughout. And um, so yeah, thoughts on that. But also the comment that. Neil Cox made about um, essentially putting the blame on KDT for this. But surely Howard should be more vocal when he's coming out. He should be shouting at Clark. Well, they're both looking. They're both looking at each other, aren't they? I think whichever whoever does it, you know, it's there's a lack of communication in that moment. I think ultimately that's what's cost this. And it's another comedy of errors, isn't it? In defence, you know. Yeah, I mean, because it is, I mean, it is, it's individual mistakes, isn't it? But how often have we said that this season? And it's not just this season. How often have we said you're, it's another individual mistake? Like last season, you say if you cut them out, we'll be all right. But, you know, how often, how many times do, do you say that? We're not cutting them out, though. That's the problem. It's, yeah. We're making the same mistakes time and time again. Yeah, I think you mentioned, obviously, the comment about um, Dunval Turan. Dunval Turan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think when he came on, he actually looked quite lively for a, for a change. I know he's obviously not been given much opportunity. Um, but I think, yeah, when he came on, he, he looked like he wanted to kind of link up, play and, and maybe create and be a bit more mobile than, than Loft. And I think, you know, it was wrong to kind of blame him for that. I think it was it was a decent flick, actually. I think if, if uh, Beeston was a bit more alert, I think we'd have actually, we could have actually been in their half and, and looking to create something ourselves. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, it didn't come off and, and they go at the other end. But, yeah, there's, there's so many kind of moments we can cut that out. I think, you know, Beasting just couldn't quite get it under out of his feet. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a bit of an odd one. And then, yeah, long ball over the top. Clark, for me, he's, he's got to do better, I think, um, between them anyway. that That's the two, mo- or two of the most experienced players on the pitch. And, unfortunately, it's just, yeah, no communication. Mm-hmm. Um even so, you know, even without any communication, I think one of them's got to deal with it. One of them's got to, you know, take responsibility, whether that's Howard coming out and, you know, clearing everyone out just to get that ball out of play or or Clark just putting it out of the stand. Um, it's just not not acceptable, really, for from two of your most experienced players and kind of just sums up this season, really, doesn't it? I think... Well, this season, last season, the season before... Yeah, and I think the thing is, we we've kind of been quick to blame some of the young lads for making these mistakes, and kind of say, yeah, they're inexperienced. You know, they need to learn quickly. But those are two of your most experienced, mm-hmm. and when they start making mistakes, I think you know that you know you're in big trouble. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just so basic. And to be fair, I don't think Salford deserved the goal. Um, I think a draw would have been fair. I think you know, although we didn't do anything, create anything of note, I think it was it was a little bit harsh on us and. Um, Unfortunately, you know, when you lose games like that as well, I think it can maybe knock the stuffing out of you completely because, you know, you feel like you deserve something from the game and then all of a sudden it's in the back of your net and it shouldn't have happened. And, yeah, it's it's just poor. But I think I think for Cox to blame Turan for that, yeah, I think he was just looking for kind of an excuse, really, to drop him out of the, out of the squad again. I don't think he's going to be here much longer, is he? I think um, he's, probably, he's probably played his last game for us, I think. Um, I mean, you're right, you're right, Matt. Mistakes like that are just not acceptable. I mean, we're fighting for our lives, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? 
you mentioned there about Dunvald Tyrand, obviously, you know, a reason to drop him and things like that. Well, obviously, that does happen going into the Barrow game at the weekend. Um, before we go on to that, should we try a look at Mason O'Malley? Because he's another one that's seemingly just gone. I mean, he's I mean, he's going to have to play next game, isn't he, with Junior Brown um, suspended. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's one of... We've talked about youth and, you know, what they can bring. And you're meant to be building this team, you know, with youth players and everything like that. He is one that's genuinely quite exciting. He's a real prospect. We've seen what he can do already this season. He looks solid at the back. You know, his crosses are probably as good as anyone in the team. You know, he, I think he does bring a genuine threat. So what's what's the reasoning behind him dropped? Is it just Brown's back fit or, you know, what's going on here? I think as we chatted off there, was... Was he just not setting up yesterday defensively? And, you know, when O'Malley's done, he's happy to pick the ball up and then chase the ball upfield. And I think yesterday it was a tactical decision. The thing is, I've been thinking about this and, and he's probably thinking, I can't have two left-backs in the squad, particularly when Bideau can maybe fill in there if if required. Um, and, you know, this is nothing against Junior Brown. I think he's, he's proven that he's a, he's a good defender at this level and he's a good player. But I think with, with O'Malley, you look at the squad yesterday and you look at the, the starting eleven yesterday, and I think we were discussing this as well, that, um, you know, there's only Loft and Gilead in that starting eleven that's actually created and, and uh, assisted a goal this season out of that starting eleven, And I know you've got Issa and McAtee on the bench, who are obviously, you know, they, they top the assist table. So again, um, although they've not been great this season, you've probably got to kind of question whether they should be included a bit more. I don't know. I know, I know we've had issues with McAtee and we've questioned maybe his, um, his attitude at times. But again, you know, the, the stats are there in black and white. Issa and McAtee create most of our goals. Um, so, you know, we maybe need to have a look at that. But then behind them is Mason O'Malley. And he's obviously played a lot less games than the rest of them, but he's been involved in in quite a few goals in recent weeks. And he was having a real good run in the side. And I just don't understand. I know Cox is saying he's taking him out of the firing line. He's feeling the pressure a little bit, which, you know, whether that's true, who knows? Tough. We can <laughs> But but the thing is the thing is, Neil, I think with O'Malley, if he's having a bad run of games, if he's making mistakes, then fair enough, take him out of the firing line, like we did with Cardinal, like we did with a couple of other yeah. Hornshaw earlier in the season. But when he's having a good run of form, when he's creating, when he's actually... Which he is. Working, yeah, and he's our... He's the most improved threat. player we've got in the squad at the minute. He is, yeah, and he, he's the biggest threat and he's the only one yeah. that's likely to put a ball in that, that's reasonable and, and in a decent area for, for someone to attack. I mean, whether they do attack it, that's a different matter. Uh, but he puts it into good areas. Mm. Um, and I just think it's it's a bit unfair, really. Uh, and to say yesterday, you know, he couldn't answer why he wasn't in the team. He, he just said, you know, he's, he's at the training ground and I can only bring 18 players. That was uh, it, yeah. For me, he should be playing ahead of Brown. And I know Brown brings that experience. But O'Malley, since he's been back in the side, he's not put a foot wrong. Um, no. And I just think, yeah, it, there's more to that, I think. There must be because... Uh, you know, to leave him out, I think I think it's really unfair, and it does take away probably our biggest threat, unfortunately. And um, you know, hopefully he's back in for Grimsby. Um, but I think with you look at all the young lads, and I think some of them at times have found it a little bit physical. I think they've found it a little bit tough. Uh, I think he's probably the only one that that has looked the part really, um, and you know, he puts himself about, throws himself into challenges as well. Um, so you know, ho- hopefully with Brown out now and it's not taking anything away from Brown. I, I think, um, as I say, he's a good player, but I just think O'Malley offers more at the minute. And when we're not creating through the midfield, we've, we've not got any kind of creativity. Uh, Issa and obviously McAtee are out of favour and they're on the bench. I think he is the one that could create something and, and create a chance. Also, you know, we're not creating a lot from open play. So you look at his delivery from corners and, and set pieces and um, obviously free kicks. He's by far the best in, in the squad. So, yeah, I think that's, for me, that's that's just baffling. I think he, the sooner he's back in, the better. Um, and we'll see. But, yeah, uh, just don't understand it. Well, the worry but, for me is, obviously, we're in the transfer window. Is there some interest in him? Is Cox not playing him to protect him getting injured because he might be leaving the club? I, I don't know. I think that it's, it's something that does need addressing, really. I think, mm. obviously, he's going to come back into the squad uh, for the Grimsby game, you would have thought you would have thought it'd be back in back in the starting eleven, but um, yeah, it just for me, just something doesn't quite add up there. Uh, no, 
you know, I, th- I think, as I say, if he was playing badly, making mistakes, fair enough, you know, that that's the time to bring a young player out of the firing line. But I think when he's one of your better players and actually he's been playing really consistently, I just don't understand it. And I think, you know, Cox has got to answer that question properly, not just not just kind of skirt around it as he has been doing. Because for me, you know, he'd be one of the first names on, on that team sheet at the moment. Well, I think he's a question for Swan tomorrow night. Yeah, I was just thinking we can add that to the list for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, right, yeah, you mentioned chances. Um, let me read out the half-time stats. I'm sure you've all seen this. Um, even though we have 55% possession, total shots, none, so obviously none on target, no clear-cut chances, no successful crosses, no successful dribbles, no corners, and obviously no offsides. You know, And you compare that to Barrow's four shots in the first half, You know, eight crosses attempted, you know, four corners, and that was it, wasn't it? I mean... I think we set up so defensively and we just, we had nothing in that first half at all. I think Loft was so isolated, you know, even though he didn't particularly do anything himself, but I think he wasn't given anything. Um, you have, as we've mentioned, you had that back four, you had the three of them, uh, Spence Beeston and um, Karajan sat in front. You've got Hippolyte and Gilead, but where you where we thought maybe before the game, it might've been like a 4-3-3 with them pushed up with Loft. They, they weren't really doing that. You know, they, they seemed a bit hampered by the system. And yeah, I don't know, but we just, we created literally nothing in that first half. Well, you look at those stats and you actually ask the question, were the two teams on the pitch in the first half? Because those stats tell me that they weren't. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, you look at it and if you didn't watch that game, you think the stat man didn't turn up or, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just disgraceful actually to, to not have anything. There's just nothing. I mean, it's we're not- a team with fighting for our lives at the bottom of Division Two, yeah, and we pull in stats like that in the first half. It's disgraceful. I, I would agree, and I, I think it's not just the fact we didn't have a shot on goal or any shots at all. It's the other. It's the other stats. There's just nothing. There's just, it's just it's just a, a first half of absolutely nothing, and mm. you know that's not acceptable. I think you're right when you when you're fighting for your lives at least. You know, show something, show a bit of willing to to kind of create and to get forward. And I've seen a lot of people, and there's a lot of kind of criticism of Peter Swan on social media this week uh, after that game, and, and even after the Salford game. Uh, and you know, we we can we can debate whether that's that's justified. I think there's certain areas where you know he does have to take responsibility. But, you know, it's not his fault yesterday that we didn't attempt to get over the halfway line in that first half. You know, that comes down to the manager. And, you know, how can that be anyone else's fault? I know, again, we, we can go back to the recruitment. We can go back to, you know, maybe, um, you know, he's got a big squad and, and he doesn't rate some of them and he doesn't trust some of the others because he clearly doesn't trust a couple of them that are probably our best players uh, that he's leaving out week in, week out. So, you know... There's a lot we can blame Swan for, but also we've got to look at the manager and we've got to, you know, he set that team up yesterday to be so defensive mm. against one of the worst teams in the league. Let, let's be honest. I mean, Barrow, when they came to our place last month, they were awful. Um, obviously, we, we won that just, you know, last minute. Uh, but that was a game yesterday we needed to win and, and there was no attempt to win it at all until, you know, we, we go one behind, we don't really do anything then. And I think when we go down to 10 men, there's a little bit more intent to try and get something from the game. But I think even even so, there's 15 minutes added on, and I know we'll discuss in more detail, but there's 15 minutes at the end of the game to push everyone forward to get, try and get something. And we just didn't. You know, we, we didn't even force the keeper into a save. And I think that's just, you know, when, when we play teams... And when we used to be able to go to games and you're you, Blanford Park, you one nil up and we'd get absolutely bombarded for the mm. for the last 15, 20 yeah. minutes with teams trying to score. We, there's just not anything. There's, there's no kind of urgency um, and it's it's just not good enough. I, I don't know. I think, like like I said earlier, we've got sort of 23 games remaining. Um, it won't be long before we say, well, we've got 10 games left. And the thing is, we're losing to all the teams around us and it's, it's kind of a carbon copy of when... Stuart McCall was in charge. Uh, we said, yeah, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll strengthen in January. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll start turning around. And we just never did. And I think there's a, there's a big danger that that's going to happen again. But obviously this time, you know, the, the consequences are far greater, I think. And um, it could be in May that, you know, we're, we're relegated. And at the moment, I think I said it last week after the Stevenage game, that 
I didn't think we would go down. I thought we had enough, but now I'm starting to wonder, do we? Um, or have we got the right man in charge to get this team playing the right way and to get enough points? Because you look at it and the amount of points we've got, you know, normally 50 is the benchmark for staying up, you would say. Um, we're a long way off 50 points. And yeah, but the worrying thing is, Matt, there are teams around us with games in hand. Yeah, a lot of games in hand as well. You know, Stephen, you've got... But that's the ones. problem. Well, that is the problem. And it wasn't long ago we were saying, oh, we've got some games in hand. We'll, you know, we've got three games in hand over most teams. We'll be all right. And, you know, now teams have got games in hand over us. Um, you know, I looked at that league table this morning and it, it looks awful. You know, it, make, it makes... Uh, it's a horror show. It's an yeah. absolute horror show. Yeah, it makes worrying reading. And, you know, we've got to snap out of it quickly. We've got to get some points on the board. Um, because the longer this goes on, you know, games are kind of passing us by. Games against teams that we should be beating. If we want to stay in this league, we've got to beat teams like Stevenage. We've got to beat teams like, you know, Barrows and, and South Ends. And we're just not doing it. And we're just not turning up. And the worst thing for me is we're not attempting to win these games. Mm regardless of what Cox says. I mean, it's you know, made it was... Saturday's game against the Codheads an absolutely biggest game in the last 10 years. It is, it, for both both teams. And I think, you know, they've got their own problems. And it could be in May that, that we're both down because, you know, <laughs> it's it's looking likely that that could happen. And the thing is, this season, we've not got that ability to kind of get players out and bring four or five in. Um, you know, we can't shake it up too much. So in that sense, that Cox has got to kind of work with what he's got. Whether that's good enough, I don't know that there's question marks over that, but I just think that he's got to be doing more with, with this squad. I think we should have enough, I think, to su- survive. Um, no, paper. I don't agree. I think we're going down. I really do. And I never wanted to say that. I am worried for the future of this football club. If you look at it, and we've said this all along, you know, on paper, and I know it's not playing on paper, look, I know it's not. There are players here in the right system, you know, playing with the right mindset that can be quite good. I mean, Devon Green, for Christ's sake, I wish we would use him a lot more. Oh, I mean, he has got why pace. is he not starting? He can put a ball into the box, you know, and I just think players like that, we've, we've got them. We don't need to set up so defensively. I think that's the problem yesterday was, like I say, you were set up basically looking for a point, weren't we? And then yeah. you go one down... And we didn't really know what to do. You know, we didn't know what to do. And like I say, as you said earlier on, Matt, it was only when Junior Brown got sent off that we had a little bit of an attacking threat. And and you're just like, why are we waiting until we're firstly a goal down and 10 men down to do this? And I think for me, you know, their, their co-commentator that we were listening to, and I thought their commentary team was quite good, actually. Yeah, they were. He, was, he worked it out in 20 minutes of watching us. You know, that commentator had worked us out <laughs> completely. And you just think, if they can do that in 20 minutes... There's no wonder we're getting found out every week. You know, you were saying when, you know, Barrow looked quite shaky at the back. When we were getting players forward in the second half, we could have tested them. And like that co-commentator was saying, is that if you just did that a bit more, we'd probably get in the game. They went 1-0 up and they looked nervous when they were 1-0 up. Well, I think they we were just didn't take quite, advantage of it at all. I think they were nervous for quite a lot of the game. I mean, yeah. the first 15, 20 minutes, like no team was really getting a foot on it. I think they were both very clearly, I mean, what was it? 20th and 21st going in, wasn't it? Mm. And I think that really showed, you know, I think both of them were sort of in like, if we can get a point out of this, it'd be quite good for us. You know, I'd have taken a point uh, before the game. I think, you know, you, you've got to make sure you don't lose these, but you take a point in, and you kind of, you hope that we actually try and win the game because as you say, they're no good. You know, these teams that we're playing are poor. It's probably, I think Neil Bishop has on Twitter saying he's seen quite a lot of games this season and, you know, it's probably the worst standard league two for a long time, but yet we find ourselves, you know, firmly in the mix of of, uh, the teams kind of looking over the shoulder and, and, you know, very close to the trap door. So, um, you know, what does that say about us? And I, I, I just think, again, you know, it comes back to the fact that did we really want to win that game? I think there's there's a massive kind of emphasis on not losing. And, and then in the end, we do anyway. So, you know, something's got to change. I think you're right with Green. I think he came on. I think he looked good. I think he, he made a couple of good runs. And we've got to use the guy's pace because at this level as well, you know, it's, it's a big, he's a big threat. Um, and he's not really been given that much of an opportunity. I think when he has, we've not maybe played him right. 
Uh, and I think, you know, he kind of summed it up yesterday when he's pulling those balls back. And, and one of those is fantastic ball into the box. <laughs> and we've taken all, you know, we've got yeah. no one up front. We, yeah. play, we need a goal. We, we've, you know, we're losing to, to one of our relegation rivals. Loft, okay, having a poor game. Um, but, you know, who's in the box? Who, who's trying to get on the end of it? And I think uh, we saw Karajan maybe try and get on the end of one uh, really late on in the game. Um, but where are the attack-minded players? You know, we, we need someone in the box. And I think the problem is because he doesn't trust Turan, I think obviously he's he's out in the cold now. Um, Jarvis is injured. So as soon as Loft goes off, you know, we, we've not got a recognised striker. I know obviously Issa can can maybe do a job up there to a, to an extent, but, you know, he's, he's not great up there on his own. Uh, and again, with Green, you know, maybe we need to see more of him. But yeah, it's just like we need a goal, and, and just, you take off the attacking plays and you take off the striker. It just doesn't just doesn't add up to me. Uh, and again, we we have 15 minutes added on, and we're probably the only team in the world that, that never force a chance, a late chance, uh, when we're a goal behind. It's just it just never happens. Um, and and if it does, you know, it's it's a half chance. There's no real, you know, there's there's no real conviction there, and. Uh, yeah, it was just just so poor, and in the end, I think we we deserved the defeat. I think they, um, well, the goal they, they scored was um, all right. We probably could have done a bit better with it, but it was the best move in the match, and and they deserve the goal. And yeah, they, they looked a bit nervous, but um, they hung on and they got the points. So. Well, let's let's look at the goal because that's yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think from their point of view, certainly, it's it's quite a nice goal, isn't it? It's a good move. Um, as you said earlier on, does slightly get the better of Taft on that um, far side. You know, maybe maybe that you know could have got a foot in there or stopped the cross there. It's passed through into the box. There's a bit of a push on him, maybe, possibly a foul, but the ref plays it on. And then, you know, let's say sort of just inside the box, nice finish into the bottom corner. Um, yeah, from their point of view, it's quite good. I think from ours, yeah, there's probably a couple of moments where it could have been cut out, but that that was like the one genuinely decent bit of the game, I think. Yeah, as you say, from their point of view, it's a good goal. I think Taft maybe needs to do a little bit more when he's dragged out wide just to kind of deal with that. But it, yeah, it was they moved the ball well, didn't they? And I think it was a good finish in the end from from the lad that scored it. But yeah, it's, that's the danger, I think. Um, you're obviously going into games hoping for nil-nil and, and maybe to nick something, but... You've also got to remember that if you're not creating much at the other end, then then it can come back to bite you. And it's it's not the first time. I think is that the seventh or eighth game we lost one nil. Yeah, I think that's what Andy put up, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, as soon as that went in, I had a few texts saying game over, and that's that's the problem. You know, I think that was as soon as that went in, it was it was curtains for us. Really, I, I don't think we ever looked like doing much. I know we had maybe a couple of half chances. I think. Um, Obviously, Carri- I think it was Carrigan at the far post, but I'd, I'd nearly turned off by then anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was. we had a couple of half chances, but we'd not really created anything clear-cut. And, yeah, um, it was. It was as soon as they scored, although they looked a bit dodgy, a bit shaky, um, that was it. And, unfortunately, that happens too often, really. The one thing I find myself saying, every time I come on this podcast, there's no passion, there's no desire, there's no willingness to win. Again and again and again. They don't look interested. It's like they've, they've accepted that we're going down. And this, this, again, there must be a reason for that. And whether you look at the bench, obviously Issa, we, we've, we've said openly, you know, he's not had a good season. He obviously wants away from the club. Um, he's obviously got his eye on a move to a, to a higher division. And he obviously thinks he can perform in League One or, or higher. Well, but he's not performing in League Two, Matt. He's not, no, he's not. But, the, I think there comes a point where you you've got to look at it and you've got to say, say you know, although he's been poor, I think he was poor against Salford, uh, really poor against Salford, but you know, I think he's he's top of the goals chart and he's top of the assist chart, mm. and you're leaving him on the bench, mm. um, you're leaving McAtee, and and again, you know, we we've criticised McAtee for his attitude, but again, just behind Loft, he's there, a couple of goals, a couple of assists. Um, and I think he he probably had one of our best chances uh, against Salford. Um, you know, he, he looked quite willing 
And when he was up alongside Loft, he, yeah, I think it was Loft that flicked it through to him and, and it was a good effort when he'd just come on again against Salford. So they've both got threats. Um, whether they should be starting, I don't know. Probably Cox would argue he's not seen enough from them. Um, but when they've kind of created the majority of our goals in the in the last two seasons, um, you've got to try and, and find a place for them, especially when we're playing so defensive with, with three defensive midfielders. We just need something a little bit different. Um and again, I think you're right with Green. I'd like to see more of Green, but whether whether that's going to happen, I don't know. Um, I think he's one you, you've got to try and play two up front. I know yeah. Cox, would, Cox would probably saying, you know, we've not got any more strikers. Jarvis is injured, but but maybe Green playing off Loft is mm. the way to go. I don't know. I, I, it's difficult. Uh, and I, I know it must be quite difficult for Cox as well, but I just think with the players we've got in the squad, We've got the players there that, that can hurt teams, that can create. We've seen it. You know, the Harrogate game, for example, mm. we were great that night. You know, we were, we were playing high tempo, creating chances, finishing chances. Um, and since then, we've not really seen that at all. And I just don't understand because it, although Harrogate were maybe fielding a bit of a weak team that night, it shows we can do it when we want to, when we, when we put our mind to it, to attack teams. Um, and I think that's the most disappointing aspect for me that now we just don't seem to be actually attempting to win games. And, you know, when when you're kind of targeting um, games to win, I think that's when the problem starts. And um, I think that's, that's definitely what's happening at the minute. Well, the only other sort of thing of note from the game is the, the red card. It's obviously second yellow for Junior Brown. It's a bit of an off-the-ball thing, isn't it? I mean, the, I think the camera carried on. don't particularly know what he was sent off for, really. Well, I mean, the first one, Cox said he was unlucky with the first one, but to me, that was that was more of a wrestling move because he kept <laughs> pulling the guy onto the floor. And, you know, I think that's... They were all at it yesterday, though. Yeah. All 22 players were at it yesterday. The referee yeah. did not have the best game. No, he didn't. I think with the referee as well, something I picked up on during the game, that he, he kind of, he was waiting for players to point out that someone should have been booked. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was a couple of occasions where players complaining, both sides complaining, and then all of a sudden he remembered, oh yeah, might, might book him for that, rather than actually making a decision himself. I think he was he was swayed a little bit by uh, players in his ear. And the second one, again, with, with Brown, it's a stupid challenge to make, because I think the guy's kind of sucked him in to make it, and, and he's kind of gone in, and I think it's a foul, whether it's a booking, I don't know. Um, we don't know if anything else happened, you know, when they were kind of um, in a heap on the floor, but, you know, Maybe that's a little bit soft, but again, I think it's just a, for an experienced player. He's been sucked in by their striker, uh, mm. who I think was was poor, but he was a handful, uh, and he was putting himself about and, and causing um, causing us problems. I think that's what Loft's got to do a bit more, by the way. Um, you know, <laughs> put, put defenders under a bit of pressure, and um, yeah, uh, just just be a nasty bastard. Really, that that's what we need at the minute up front. And but he's not got it in him. That's the problem. He's not got it in him to be a nasty bastard. Well, yeah, uh, there is that. But yeah, I think with Brown, experienced player, you'd hope he doesn't get sucked into that. He has been, he's, he's sent off. And I think the only kind of silver lining to that is we'll get O'Malley back and it might just give us a little bit more going forward. Um, but yeah, I don't think we can have any complaints about that, really. I think he was asking for it with that second second challenge. Um, right, shall we look forward then? We can do some questions oh, in a minute. But as you yeah. said, Neil, obviously we've got Grimsby next. And... I, do you know what? I, for now, just forget the fact it's a derby. It's you know, I think in many ways that's irrelevant. It's this is quite this is a genuinely massive game for us. I mean, you look at as you say the teams in and around us at the minute. We've got Bradford, Barrow, then odds Stevenage, Grimsby, Southend. As you say, you know we've lost to Barrow, we've lost Stevenage, we've lost Grimsby, Southend as well. Obviously, Hurst is back in charge there as well. You know this team. I think if we lose that Grimsby game. I think Cox could be in trouble. Brad, the biggest factor about next Saturday is not the fact it's Grimsby, it's the Hurst factor. Yeah, he knows us. He knows us inside out and he's, he's going to come to come to Glamford Park next Saturday and there's going to be one thing on his mind and that's proving a point and beating us. I think uh, in terms of Cox, Brad, you're probably right. I mean, if he, if he does survive the week, which, you know, who knows after, after yesterday... Uh, I think it's kind of it's, it's a bit of a perfect storm at the weekend. I think Hurst back, uh, Grimsby derby match. You know, it's a, it's a must win for both sides. 
you also kind of throw in the performance at Grimsby, which was one of the worst performances, you know, we've ever seen. Um, it is a must win and, and we've got to have a... The thing is, he did say he's going to change his approach and be banging in, banging into the players that, you know, it's, it's a real important game for the fans. Oh, well, that's uh, going to work. <laughs> I think, but I think you're right. I think it, it could kind of all come to a head next week, especially if we lose. Um, we, yeah, it's... And well, you, you look at, I mean, you look at it. I mean, we've played 23. Barra's played 23. Grims, we've actually played one more on 24. But Southend have 22 games. Stevenage, 21. You know, there's only actually three points off us and Southend, you know. I mean, potentially, Grimsby win that, we're bottom two. Yeah, and that's, that's the worry. And I think if we do get into that bottom two, it's going to be very difficult with the players we've got. And we've seen kind of um, some of them perhaps and and putting it in week in week out uh, some of them don't want to be here and i think you you've got the kind of recipe there for disaster i think um once we get into that that bottom two yeah um it's going to be very difficult to get out and i think there's there's little kind of room to maneuver and i think in terms of kind of getting players in and out i think we're kind of stuck probably with, with what we've got maybe we can make a couple more additions maybe one maybe one might might uh, be possible but the thing is, I mean, yeah, you, you look at it and you just think the only kind of roll of the dice we've got left is to change the manager again. And maybe it hasn't worked for the last three or four times. I think there is an argument to say that every time we've, we've sat the manager in the past sort of five years, six years, we've gone backwards and yeah. we've, we've actually got yeah. worse. Um, but I don't think we could get much worse than than what we're seeing at the moment. Um, well, look, I bring I bring it up because obviously we've had quite a lot of comments along these lines. You know, that like if Cox loses against Grimsby, is there any coming back from that? Um, you know, if we lose next week, I think the job's in real danger. You know, the cons are just as bad as us. Relegation certainty if we lose. You know, there's there's quite a lot of comments along those lines, and I think there is obviously there's going to be an element of I don't know sentimentality for want of a better word with Cox obviously started with us you know he's from here everything like that I think that's why fans have not necessarily turned on him yet or have you know up until now haven't whereas I think if it had just been another manager you know I think we'd have been having talks a while ago along this line um but I I don't know I mean I, I don't know I I, I, I genuinely don't. Like but say, surely the, Cox doesn't want to be the man that takes his home. No, he doesn't. And do you know what? And I genuinely league. don't. Yeah, of course he doesn't. And, you know, he. I for one second, I've not questioned, like, Cox's commitment to what we're doing. I just think, tactically, though, there are things we can do to make the make the use of the players that we've got. You know, I mean, yes, ideally, I think we'd all quite like, you know, a decent striker to come in in January. Realistically, it's probably not going to happen. Obviously, there's Kev to come back in when that will be. Obviously, you don't want to rush him. You know, if he comes back in and gets injured again straight away, like what happened last time, you know, we then probably lose him for the rest of the season. And, you know, we don't want that. And hopefully we're not just banking on Kev coming back at some point and that's what will do it. Because I think we need we need to be smarter than that. You but know, I think we are, Brad. I think, I that's think we the might problem. be. And we, we've got players. I mean, there are there are players that in the right system in this league, it should be all right, you know, and I, I think, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think Cox has to do something with them on Saturday because if we lose to Grimsby, I think that's that's when, like I say, there's going to be some conversations about that. I think we've sacked managers for less, actually. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, we have. And I think, you know, I'm not for, for one minute saying that this is all Cox's fault. I know, you know, there's a lot of things going on at the club, you know, it's, it's been going on a few years. Um, you know, the, the club is in kind of a bit of a downward spiral. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not all his fault. He didn't sign a lot of these players. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think when he kind of puts that team on the pitch, is he getting it right tactically? I don't think he is. He's uh, not. Not I enough. Mean, Maybe the other side of it is going to be that, yeah, we'll just stick to it. Because like you say, you know, we've sacked a lot of managers recently, probably more than most. If we do it again, I mean, and this is another thing. I think if we if Swan was to do that and we didn't have somebody lined up to come in straight away, I think that could be a mistake. Um, and I think, I don't know, I, I, th- I think that, as you say, with the players, you know, yeah, he didn't bring most of these players in, did he? 
if he goes now or after Grimsby, do people then say, oh, well, he's not had he's not had January, you know, regardless of whether we have the ability to bring players in or not, which realistically we probably don't. But there, there'll always be that question mark of, well, he wasn't given the time to sign who he wanted. The thing is, though, I mean, even if he, he is sacked and someone else comes in, so there's no, there's no kind of room for manoeuvre to them for them to put the stamp on it. You know, well, even if you went today and there's, there's two weeks left of the transfer window, it doesn't mean we can do anything. We've still got the same issues. We still we haven't got any money. Well. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there, there is that. And then, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. I just know that at the moment, the way it's going, it just can't carry on like this. That is the issue. And, and something's got to change. Something's got to give. Um, and I think I do think. Saturday is where something might give, to be honest, because I just can't see us winning that game. And I, I, I would love to be proved wrong. I'd love a, a good performance, you know, a bit of passion, basically a, a complete reversal of what we saw at Blundell Park. Uh, but I just don't, I don't see it coming. And that's the biggest issue for me. And I, I just think, yes, there's a lot wrong at the club. Yes, maybe we, you know, Swan can take the blame for some of the signings in the summer. Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, he, he may do. He may come on tomorrow night and say, you know, I, I got it wrong and, and some of the players that came in are not good enough. Um, but again, you know, they've still got... He's, Cox has still got 30-odd players. He keeps saying he's got 36 players. Surely there's 11 players there that he can get play in a system that suits um, to get some points. I, I'm sure there is. And we've seen it. We've, we've got some decent players I just don't think he's getting the best out of them at the moment. And it's a shame because, you know, I do get that it's a very difficult job. I do get that his hands have been tied somewhat. Um, but for me, he's just not getting it right with the plays he's got available. And I think, yeah, something's got to give eventually. And, it, you know, he, he does come across a nice bloke. I think yeah. he, he he's trying his best. I think he's, he's obviously, um, he believes that, the way he's setting the team up is is the right thing to do. And I think to some extent he's addressed the defensive concerns because we're not getting hammered every week like we were at the start of the season. And um, is he out of his depth? But I do think he, he might be. And the thing is, you look at some Notts County fans when they were relegated um, out of League Two and they kind of all point to negative football under Erdley and, um, and Cox, all negative, you know, played some okay stuff at times, but never really... Uh, especially against teams down at the bottom, never really put them under much pressure. And unfortunately, negative tactics sent them out of the league. And are we seeing that again? I, I just think, I think we need to be more positive because if we carry on in a kind of a negative mindset, you know, we'll, we'll try and nick a goal here and there. We're just going to get the same results. And unfortunately, it, it's just not working at the moment. So it's, it's a big week for him. I think, um, I think you're right. I think it's, He's got to win on Saturday. I think anything less um, than, you know, he could be clearing his desk. And and it's a shame because I, I did want it to work out for him. Um, but I think we've kind of got one roll of the dice left and, and that's got to be done sooner rather than later if we... But the, the last thing this football club needs is to sack another fucking manager. Yeah. Well, that, that's, the know, other, we, that, we that's the other We thing. can't sack another manager. You know, we've sacked enough in the past and it hasn't worked. I mean... The difference this time, though, is, of course, that we go down this season, you know, it's out of the Football League. It's, it is a big difference. It's a way to, back. Yeah, it's a big difference to, like, relegated last season, you know, two seasons ago. It is. And, I mean, one of the things for me, it, it's got to be asked of Swan whether, you know, when, when he does sack a manager, what is the process in terms of hiring a new manager, does he interview numerous? Because I, I think in the past he's he's had a man in mind and that's it, and, he, and he's gone and got him, and um, maybe not even looked at the other options. I, I don't know. I just think I think there needs to be more. It seems yeah, we'll we'll try this guy and, and see what he's like. But is the kind of much going on when he when he does make these decisions? You know, has he interviewed five or six candidates, and is he looking for the best candidate, or is it just who he thinks might might do the job? And I think it's something we need to ask uh, tomorrow because you know every appointment since Alexander has been the wrong appointment and and have taken us in the mm. wrong direction. I think you could probably argue first is a possible exception to that. I think yeah, perhaps to an extent it was but, going the right way, but again, it was you know we're a way off. They just fell out with each other. That's the yeah. Um, so you know, yes, Cox, you know, isn't isn't the only issue, but I think 
it's getting to the stage where, you know, as I say, managers have been sacked for less and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him go um, if, if we lose at the weekend. Well, I mean, we'll do a couple more comments oh. before we wrap up. I mean, yeah, back to sort of on-the-pitch things. One from Danny here, he says, you know, we've played the four teams, Barrow, Stevenage, Grimsby and Southend, nearest to us in the last five weeks, all were away from home, losing all four and only scoring once. I mean, that, yeah, that, that sort of sums it up, doesn't it? That's more worrying than the losses. Yeah. Um, scoring once. Well, scoring as well. Let's let's look at this one. Um, one from Johnny Duffield. This is quite interesting, actually. Um, part of his point is, is it realistic that KVV can turn the team's fortunes? I think we've sort of covered that. I think we're gambling on doing that, but I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. Uh, this is an interesting thing, though. Did we make a mistake letting Wotton go? Would he fare better than Loft has? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, he, he wouldn't be any worse. He, he wouldn't be any worse. No. Um, Let's put it that way, and I think there's other players that we we've, we've let go that that wouldn't be any worse. But um, you know, I think he's he's kind of doing okay in in the national league. That's probably his level. The well, there's not a lot of difference at the minute between the national league there and isn't. our league. No, there isn't. No, the, the, the comment about Kev it really isn't. <laughs> the comment about Kev, um, you know, we've got to be careful. He doesn't rush back. I think. He'll be on the bench on Saturday. Well, you know, you know, he's going to spend the entire week knocking on Cox's door, saying, "I'm fit, Gaffer. I'm fit." Yeah, and you I know, want to, play. To, to some extent, you've got to. Fair enough. You know, you, you want players like that who who kind of want to play and want to make a difference. And I know, I know, he does. Um, but you've also got to think. The specialists say he's going to be out for what was it? About ten, twelve part, weeks. Ten weeks. Three, yeah, best part of three months. And you know we're not even at two months yet, and he, no. he's obviously back in training and and back running around. So you know if he's fit, great. But we've seen him break down in the past this season twice. I'd um, say I'd rather wait a month, know that he's properly fit and have until the end of the season, than yeah. risk him now and potentially lose him in two or three weeks that, that's the problem but the thing mm. is as well like, like we've said all along Kev back you know yes he brings a lot to the team we know he can create basically out of nothing but he is going to have to do that he, yeah you know and we saw at the Oldham game actually he obviously he created the goal for Bideau scores great you know good performance but he's going to have to do that most weeks because we're not creating anything other than you know we're not creating well very little so he's going to have to create the chances he's going to have to score uh, and I think you know they're just there's a lot of pressure Pick the on team. No, no pressure Kev <laughs> yeah there's a lot of pressure and yes you know he's a quality player at this level yes we need him back fit but I do worry that you know if we rush him back um, you know that's that's the season over, especially if we can't get another striker in. Um, I agree with Brad. I'll take a fit Kevin Van Veen in four weeks' time than risk him coming on against the Cods and losing him. I think, yeah, I think you're right, but I think he, he will definitely. He'll want to be on. Yeah. Yes, he will. Yeah. He will, and that's that's the kind of kind of player he is. Um, but you know, we, we've got to look at it long term. Is that is that the right thing to do? Uh, and rushing back bearing in mind we've already rushed him back once this season and we've been out without him for another couple of months you know we, we just can't afford that again considering we're kind of relying on him so heavily to kind of pull us out of this shit and um yeah it's it's going to be an interesting one but hopefully you know the the medical staff and and everyone give it the green light before um you know he's allowed to set foot on the pitch and we, yes we need him back desperately and i'd love it love him to be fit and firing for the weekend but realistically is it too early I think it, it probably is but only only Kev knows that and, and the medical team know that um, you know but yeah we, we need him back and, and we'd love to see him back but it, it's got to be he's got to be right and he's got to be able to get through till the end of the season Shall we leave that there then I think um, obviously massive game next week now as you are all aware we've had loads of questions sent in anyway um, tomorrow, so the 18th of January, 7 o'clock, we'll be live with Peter Swan. So if you do have comments yes. you've not sent in yet, send them to Iron Brew or us on Twitter or anything like that. You've probably got about 24 hours to send them in so that we're ready to start at 7. I think the links will be out on is it Twitter and Facebook, isn't it? I think that it's going to. So, yeah, you'll see. And obviously we'll upload it to all the regular channels afterwards. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much for listening to this. And I guess we'll see you tomorrow night. At Tiger Self Storage, we offer both commercial and domestic storage to allow us to cater to all your storage requirements. We care about our clients, and that is why we offer up to six weeks free storage for all new clients. 
Our facility has state-of-the-art security with 24-hour CCTV, an alarmed and gated property, and personal access codes for maximum security. We also sell high-quality storage merchandise at low prices. If you're looking for storage for moving home, general decluttering, or maybe even storage for your business, Tiger Self Storage has a unit for you. For a free quote, visit our website, tiger-storage.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.